Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Here we go. How many of you all have a gathering, a family gathering today to go to at some point? Some people, some people. Uh, how many of the thought of a Thanksgiving gathering with your family kind of brings you just a ton of anxiety? <laughs> Help people? All right, good. Thank you for being honest. Um, I'm going to pray again, and then we're going to jump in to this morning. Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you that you love us. Thank you that you are here with us. God, thank you that we get to worship you and pray together and be in your word and enjoy each other's company and fellowship. And uh, God, we just give you this time. And I ask that you'd speak and you'd move through me, you'd fill me with your spirit. And that I would uh, keep in step with you even now as we go here. And Lord, I just ask for your blessing and uh, for you to move this morning in this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, so this morning, um, as I was thinking and praying about uh, today, uh, well, it wasn't this morning, but this week as I was thinking about this morning and praying about this morning, I was reminded of youth, of our youth group, and what we're going through this year for youth. And as I was thinking and praying, I, I just sensed like this is, a, this is a good direction for us today. And so you get a little snippet of what we're talking about at youth uh, this year, and for those who are youth among us, lots of this will be reviewed from Thursday, and some of it will be new. Uh, we're going through the Lord's Prayer this year at youth, and something that a couple years ago Pastor Josh uh, did a message on in our Gospel of Matthew series, and, uh, and so today we're going to jump into two words of the Lord's Prayer. That's all we're jumping into today is two words of the Lord's Prayer. And, uh, and we're going to kind of camp there and, and mine it out a little bit. So you can, if you have your Bible with you, you can turn to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to be staying in verse 9. We'll be jumping around to other places. I'll, I have them here. Um, so, but Matthew 6 verse 9 will be our, our main Verse for today. Let me read it for us. Matthew 6, verse 9. This is Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. That's the word of the Lord to us this morning. Matthew 6, verse 9. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Our Father... Our Father, this, this is very significant. Jesus is teaching his disciples in this, uh, on the Sermon Mount, he's teaching his disciples how to pray, how to approach God. And he says, when you come to God, first thing in your mind, our Father. That's significant. Jesus invites us to approach God as a child, as a kid. He's our father, we are his kid. We're his son or his daughter. Uh, if we think about Jesus' life and how he approached God, he used the phrase father or my father or the father over 170 times. 
That, that is by far the, the, the most frequent term that he used to describe God, was Father. Uh, in, in Deuteronomy 32, verse 6, we see that God as Father is all throughout the entire, entirety of Scripture. Deuteronomy 32, verse 6 says this, Do you thus repay the Lord, you foolish and senseless, senseless people? Is not he your Father who created you, who made you and established you? In Psalm 68, verse 5, we read this, Father of the fatherless and protector of widows is God in his holy habitation. Proverbs 3, verse 11 to 12. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof, for the Lord reproves him whom he loves as a father, the son in whom he delights. We read about it in the prophets. Isaiah 64, verse 8. But now, O Lord, you are our father. We are the clay and you are our potter. We are all the work of your hand. In the New Testament, it's not just Jesus. Paul describes God the Father as this, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. And finally, in James 1.17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. It's all throughout the scriptures, Old Testament, New Testament, prophets, psalms, proverbs, everywhere. God is called Father. We are called to approach him as Father. He, like, think about this. He, he invites us into an intimate relationship with him. This is not new information for us. This is something we talk about lots here, but this idea of a father and a child, that is actually meant to be this close, deep relationship that is there in this world. And I'm not sure what comes to mind when you think of God being a father or when you think of your own dad. For some of us, uh, we've had great relationships with our dads. Great relationships. And seeing God as father might be easier for some of us. For other people... Thinking of God as our Father might be the last type of person you want to think of when you think of God. Maybe you never actually knew your dad. Maybe your dad did cruel things. Maybe he was distant. The reality is we actually, we all bring in certain baggage or even just biases. or Our past affects how we see God. And for some, that's good. And for some, that's not good. Um, I will say this. So if, if, if God as your father is really hard for you to think about, uh, it is totally worth the work to put in to find healing in that. God invites us to call him father. That's how Jesus approached him. That's how we're called to approach God as father. And so I encourage you to put the work in. Go meet with Pastor Josh or myself or someone else you can talk to to pray through, to, to seek healing in that. It's worth, it is worth the fight. It is worth the fight. You know, when I think of my own uh, relationship, um, 
When I think of my own relationship with my daughter, and I think about, you know, if she does something that I ask her to do, that's wonderful. I, I love that. That's so good. It's so good. Like, especially because she's two and a half years old. So if she actually does something that I ask her to do, that's like, it's amazing. But if she just comes up to me and like gives me a hug or tells me that she loves me without me like manipulating her to do that or something, like I'll give you gummies if you give me a hug. Like, you know, like, like if she just does it on her own, like that is so much better than her just doing what I tell her to do. But if she actually comes to me and gives me a hug and tells me she loves me and like, you know, even if, if I'm leaving for the office in the morning and she gets mad, that's actually good. Like, <laughs> she just doesn't want me to leave. Like that, that is just, I'm, my heart is just melted. That is so much better than her just doing something that I ask her to do. And I think that is, and I'm not a perfect dad, but I think that is like the design of a father-kid relationship. I think God actually feels the same way. He wants us to just come sometimes and give him a hug and just sit with him and tell him that we love him. And yes, of course, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. He is holy and he is glorious, of course. But he is a Father who just wants us to love him and he wants to show us his love. And when I think of, like, when I think of a dad, uh, this is what I think of. This is what I think of when I think of a dad. That's my dad, uh, the old one. So uh, if you're watching dad, love you. Um, but uh, so was my brothers and my dad that was taken on last Sunday. Um, that's what I think of when I think of my dad. You know, that's, uh, my dad took me to a Jets game last year for my birthday. That was just me and him. It was really special. That's my dad. Love him. Uh, every Father's Day, we do the relay. So... My wife, Carrie, in the middle there, and then my brother, a friend of mine in the green, and my dad. And it's wonderful. He pays for everybody. It's the best Father's Day relay ever, Father's Day gift. So if you don't, if you don't see me on Father's Day, hopefully I'm there, running with my, with my family, my brothers, and whoever else we can rope in. But, uh, but that's what I think of when I think of dad. Um, and my dad wasn't perfect. He's not perfect. Um, but, uh, but I'm thankful for him and our relationship. Um, like, it's just, God is holy and powerful and wonderful. He is creator God. And it should really blow our minds that he says, come to me as a kid. There's no other, there's no other persona of God in the world, no other religion that says that God is a father who just says, come here, let me just be with you. In Romans 8, verse 15, it says this, this is Paul, it says, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Read that again. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Abba can be a word that can be used to say, like, Daddy. Dad, like, it's actually, I felt very uncomfortable the first time I heard this, but it's actually appropriate to call God Dad. 
It, like that, that, to me, is like, he is such a personal God. He is such a personal God, and he wants, to, he wants you to know him. He wants to know you, have a relationship with you. And this is something that, as Romans says, that the Holy Spirit actually wants to do in us. That's part of the Holy Spirit's job is, is for him to work in our hearts so that we cry, Abba, Father. That's just that the Spirit is in us and that cries, Abba, Father. The Holy Spirit's design is for us to have that relationship where we just, it comes from within us. It's, it's not just this head thing where we, oh yeah, I know, like God's my Father. God's my, I'm supposed to come in, like, that's great to know that, but it need, transformation comes and it goes from our head to our hearts. And we cry, it's just from the inside of our hearts, we cry, Abba, Father. And this is meant to be something that we experience, like a relationship with our Father is meant to be something that we experience and encounter. Like I can have a relationship with my kid, or I can be my, like, it doesn't matter how present or not present I am with my kids. I'm still their dad. But a good father is present with their kids. And a good father has a relationship and there's an experience. Like my kids experience me as dad. They experience me as dad. Oh, actually, just on, was it yesterday? Friday? I was actually Prince Daddy and I had Princess Shaya. It was lovely. It was lovely. But... Uh, um, it's, it's meant to be something that we encounter, that we experience. God doesn't just want your religion. He wants your relationship. He doesn't just want your religion. He wants your relationship. And not only is God about relationship, but as a father, he is a protector. He is a provider. He is, he is committed to your growth. He's committed to, and not just like, your Bible reading, but he's actually committed to like your emotional health. He's committed to your relationships. He's committed to your, your physical health. Like he is committed to your growth in every area of your life. That's a good dad. A good dad is, is about that. And, and, I, and we, I think for many of us, sometimes we think of the faith or we think of God and we think it can be boring sometimes. There's so much more exciting things out there that we can be doing. There's a quote from a pastor um, in New York City, and he, his name is John Tyson, and he, he says this. He says, Unless you break the stronghold of false images of God in your mind, you'll never be drawn to prayer. The angels have been locked in a room with God for thousands of years, and they still haven't got past the word holy. Holy, holy, holy. If you're bored with God, you may be the person who's boring. Or it could, that's not my words, by the way, you can blame this guy. Um, or it could be that you're just distracted by trivia in our culture. When you break through that boredom, you'll be drawn to the glory of who God really is. Jesus invites us to call God Father. and He is holy, holy, holy. He also invites us to call him Father. This intimate relationship. It's amazing. Um, we're going to keep going. Or we're going to go back a word. Our. Our Father. Our. This is significant. This is significant. 
We live in a culture of um, me, of individualism, right? That's the culture we live in, and social media and our digital world does not help us. Like, it, it, is, it isolates. Um, the last couple of years has, has really um, uh, escalated that, I guess, or really increased that individualism, that, that isolation. But Jesus here, as he teaches us how to pray... He says, when you pray, say, our Father, our Father, not my Father, our Father. We are called to call God Father. That means, think of this, that means we are family, right? We're family. And I listened to another podcast recently, and it says, the guy was saying, the church is not a business or a restaurant, or even a service, the church is a family. We are called to call God Father. In Matthew 12, Jesus says that those who do the will of the Father are his brothers and sisters and mothers. Paul, over 70 times, refers to believers as brothers or brothers and sisters. That's, that's powerful. Jesus saw those in the church as family. Paul just called people his family. That, that was the majority. He said, hey, brothers. I was, just, I was reading in James this morning, and James is, is constantly saying, my beloved brothers, my beloved brothers, my beloved brothers. It depends on the version. Be my beloved brothers and sisters. And, uh, and so there's, we are, we're called to be family. Our Father. A couple weeks ago, in a staff meeting, we were uh, praying for the church. And as we're praying, um, I just started thinking about um, my extended rhymer side of the family, my dad's side. And I started thinking about how we do things on the extended side of my family. And, uh, and so what, what happens is when we, when we get to a gathering, so we have a Tomorrow, I have a, my extended rhymer gatherings tomorrow. And, uh, and when we get to the gathering, what happens is everybody gets a hug. <laughs> we go in there, and everybody gets a hug. Paul says to greet people with a holy kiss. We greet people with a holy hug in my, in my family. And it's like sometimes it's like there could be like four people lined up, and you're just like going just happy Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. Like it's like that's how we do it in my side of the family. Um, it's, it's lovely. Um, at the same time, I feel like with my uncles and my aunts that I can sit down and have an intentional conversation with, with pretty much everybody. Um, now, there is dysfunction in our family, but I can, I can have an intentional conversation with pretty much anybody in my family, um, from, from my uncles to my aunts to my cousins. Um, it's, it's lovely. And and, and I was thinking about um, the church as we were praying in that staff meeting, and I realized, I'm like, our, our, my family isn't perfect, but that picture of, man, everybody gets a hug, and I can talk with anybody, and there's this closeness in our family. Um, I just felt like that's actually how the church is meant to be. When we come together, it's, it's an extended gathering. It's an extended family gathering. And, uh, and God, God is the, 
God is the grandpa, right? God's the grandpa, you know? That's my grandpa. If you guys didn't catch that, that's my grandpa. Uh, I should say that they have no idea that these pictures are being up here, so if they don't want their stuff on the internet, then I apologize ahead of time. Uh, but uh, so that's my grandpa. But so in a gathering, it's almost like you know, God just said he was the father. But it's kind of like God's like the grandfather. And when we get together, we do what, what grandpa and grandma want to do, right? My, my grandpa, uh, his favorite song is, is Come, Now is the Time to Worship. Come, now is the time to worship. And every Christmas season, we always sing Christmas carols, and then we always sing Come, Now is the Time to Worship. That's, that's Grandpa's song. That's the song we sing. I think our last gathering might have been Easter. That might have been our prayer for the meal, was just singing, come, now is the time to worship. But that's what Grandpa wants. And so we do what Grandpa wants to do. Right? And so as a church, God is our Father. We're his kids. There's a bunch of uncles and aunts here and brothers and sisters and cousins. And we do what God, our Father, wants us to do. But there's a family aspect to, the, to, to us as a church. And, and for us here, there are even today, but over the past while, there's a, there's a lot of different faces here in this place than um, there used to be. This is, uh, that's just the reality I think we can all acknowledge. Right? It's, a, it's a different looking church here than it used to be. I mean, for me, this is normal because this is all I know. But, uh, but it's different. And I know we did this last week, but if we look around the room, like, let's legit, like, let's look around the room again. Like, we're not going to make you do this every week, but, like, we're, maybe we will. But, like, this is family. There's your brother and your sister in the Lord. And, uh, and so I just invite you at the end of today, during our coffee time, meet a family member that you've never met before. Maybe there's a long-lost cousin on the other side of the room. Go meet them. Say hi to them. We're family. We're here. It's Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. We're at a family gathering today. Hey, that's awesome. I'm going to give everyone a hug today after the service. <laughs> no, I won't do that. Unless you really want me to, then I won't. But, um, and, and the thing is, too, with family is, is sometimes it can be messy. Sometimes family's messy, Right? That's just reality. Sometimes family's messy. And we're not always going to get along because we're human and we see things differently and we don't always agree with everything with each other, but we're family. We're committed to one another. We love each other. And love isn't, love isn't whatever the world says, love isn't a feeling. We choose to love people. And sometimes there's feelings attached to that, but but love is so much more. Love is commitment to one another. And as a family, that's what we are. So one thing I love about what we do here is we, we have our eyes, especially when we come to gather on a Sunday, we have our eyes fixed. We want to worship Jesus. We want to pray. We want to, um, like, we're just, we want to talk about getting alone with him and the presence of God, and that's, like, Amen, amen, amen. Part of what families do also is families have fun together too, right? I think that's, hopefully your family has fun together. If your family never has fun together, you got to go do something fun, okay? So we're going to do something fun together today, okay? So I've asked four people to be a part of a game that we're going to play on stage. 
uh, for, this is just Thanksgiving family gathering entertainment. Here we go. So I'm going to call Dave, Pastor Josh, Haley, and Jody up to the stage, please. Okay? So we're going to play this game, and because we're family and we're going to have fun together, that's what family should do. Yeah, on that side. Okay, so we're going to play this game called Party Quirks. Has anyone heard of the game Party Quirks before? No hands. Okay, there we go. Should have sent a YouTube video or something. So Party Quirks, how the game works is we got Dave here. Hi, Dave. Hi. Yeah. And uh, he is hosting a party. Very lovely. He's hosting a party. It's going to be a good party. And we have three party guests. Okay. And they all have specific roles. Okay. Uh, most of them don't know what they're supposed to be. Okay, so I have them in my back pocket. I'm going to give them their character. And they come to the party, and they have a certain character that they have to play. And Dave is going to invite them to the party, all that stuff. And then he's got to figure out who each person is. All right? Does that make sense? Um, and so when, when the person enters the party, then the, what their character is going to flash on the screen just for a couple seconds, because Dave can't look. Just a reminder, you can't look. That's cheating. Um, and, then, uh, and then he's going to engage with them and have fun, okay? And I just want to, like, bless everybody. You are just, like, allowed to roll on the floor laughing, you know, if you need to, okay? Even if it's not funny, just laugh anyways, okay? <laughs> well, then everyone has to carry a mic then, so that's a good reminder, though. Uh, if you're in the simulcast, you might not be able to hear everything, so feel free to just... Come over here if you want. I apologize to those online. Um, you probably won't be able to hear everything that's going on. Yes, man. Yeah, exactly. It's actually better if you're not here. No. Um, so that is uh, bless you online, just, just, just in case you're watching. Um, and I will, I will do a doorbell to let everybody come in, and, uh, and then we'll, we'll have fun with this. So let me just uh, hand people their, their rolls here. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can talk, yeah. <laughs> so, I'll give you guys a couple seconds here just to uh, think about it. And then, uh, just a reminder, I'll, I'll put it on the screen when... You uh, go there. So I'll, I'll do a doorbell when you have to go in, and I'll let Dave get ready for the party. <laughs> do well, we can do. Just, just project. You're good. Just talk loud. Yeah, good. Just talk loud. Okay. Ding dong. Sorry, wrong order. 
You gotta go back. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> to speak like you have to ad lib. Ah, that's close enough. Martial arts movie. Good job.
Is it an event, maybe a recent event or something oh, in your life? Okay. Um, what do you want to talk about? Have you recently broken up with your boyfriend? Hey! <laughs> Good job, Dave. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Let's go this. Oh, wonderful. Uh, next week we'll do another round. So anyone, you, any volunteers, if you let us know, it'd be good. Uh, I invite the worship team up. We're going to finish off with a song together. Um, give them some time to set up. No rest for Dave. Um, as we conclude here, um, I just want to remind us that God, God is our Father. God is our Father. And you know, He invites us to be family. And He invites us to love one another. I just, it's profound that Jesus said that people will know you're my disciples by how you love one another says that in John 13. So how we love one another, it affects our witness. It affects people's decision to even, you know, come to know Jesus. And so we're a family. Let's be family. It's, it can be messy, but let's be family. Um, and of course, the Father, the Father invites you to relationship with him, intimate relationship. And, and Jesus showed us an example Right? How did Jesus show us an example? He got alone with the Father all the time. All the time. And so I just invite you, as we said many times here before, get alone with God. Get alone with Him. Get alone with your Father. He wants you there. He doesn't expect you to be perfect. Like if your kids had to be perfect, every, if you're a dad or mom here, if your kids had to be perfect every time before you would talk to them, that would be ridiculous. Right? But... God, our Father, welcomes us to come as we are into his presence. As a kid, let me pray for us and then finish off with one more song. Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for uh, even the time before we got to just be thankful together, to share what we're thankful for. Thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for how you've blessed us in so many ways. Thank you Father, that you have made a way for us to be in relationship with you. That you died on the cross, Jesus, for our sins. That the veil is torn, that you invite us to come now. And I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you that we're family here. I thank you that you've, you've created the church to be not just something we attend, but actually it's, it's meant to be a family. And I thank you for that, Father. And I pray that we would grow in that in this place. And that we would be able to see each other in that way, see each other as brothers and sisters, doing what our grandpa wants us to do. And Lord, I just thank you so much for today. Pray your blessing on even just time as we worship. Would, would you encounter us once again as we worship you, as we have coffee together, Lord? Would you be so present in those conversations, those times? And... Uh, that we would walk and step with you as we go today. In Jesus' name, amen.